We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle absolutely smashed Brighton by four goals to one at St. James's Park tonight. It was supposed to be a hard game, but yet again, it wasn't. Newcastle United are one win away from Champions League football, from the most improbable of ascents into the top European competition. I'm Alex. I've got Cy, Ben and Charlotte here with me to celebrate with you all listening, unless you support someone else, but I don't know why you'd be listening. Newcastle United were unbelievable tonight. I'd love it if you came and joined us on our Patreon platform. It's between three and eight pounds a month. We've got loads of reaction to this mighty fine win. And then we build up to what should be a procession on Monday night against a very, very bad Leicester City side. Charlotte, Newcastle United are absolutely fucking class. How do you feel? I am so happy. What a result. What a performance. It's not just a result, it's a performance. It's a performance we've been waiting for. Um, after maybe a couple of slightly more shaky ones, um, different choices in squad and uh, question marks over a couple of things. And also, you know, getting a bit nervous, getting, you know, I think you are very good at not getting nervous, Alex, but I was starting to get nervous. I was looking at Brighton thinking this is probably going to be a harder game for us. Mm. And I just, after the first 20 minutes, I just felt my whole body kind of relax and think, actually we're just fucking class and this is going to be great and I just feel I feel so happy proud of the team and happy incredible isn't it um we've absolutely battled one I mean the after Brighton putting that performance against Arsenal last week everyone was kind of switching saying oh they're gonna go and get a result against Newcastle no thanks lads we absolutely <laughs> smashed them um that first half was incredible I mean Probably the best 45 minutes of football I've seen at St. James's in my lifetime in terms of how dominant just, there was only one team in it. Um, Brighton couldn't string like two or three passes together. Um, and it was just a, an incredible performance. And, and we were able to turn that dominance into goals, obviously 2-0 at half time. We're absolutely cruising. It was perfect. The, the timing of the goals as well um, was unbelievable. And um, yeah, it was just like <laughs> that, that first half was everything kind of you, you hoped and, and dreamed of and, and more. And, uh, and the lads delivered and it just put us in such a good position for the match. And then, um, as we'll go on to say, kind of just we were able to just see see out the rest of the game. And um, it got a little bit nervy. If, if you listen to the match today, I think me and Saya <laughs> shouting abuse at various times <laughs> and shouting for Eddie to make some changes or do something. But um, in reality, it was a very, very um, good performance and controlled performance. And um, we never really let Brighton get back into that game. And, uh, and yeah, it's just set us up for... Um, one hell of a party on Monday and uh, yeah I'm just absolutely buzzing for it 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think those bits are going to make the cut, mate. There's plenty of good bits in that match that will make the, the cut of that podcast. But yeah, um, it's been a really stressful day. Like, this is probably the most stressed I've been in the approach to a football match for, for years. Uh, in Certainly a football match in May, because normally they don't matter at all. Um, this was, um, I couldn't concentrate at work. I've got people who work at work are listening to me. Careful what I say. I, I got my work done, but mm. I was, uh, <laughs> got you. Wink, couldn't wink. concentrate, but it was really stressful. And then, he didn't uh, even have his mouse plugged in, man. <laughs> On the metro, and you could tell there's a little bit of attention, and, and people were nervous. And, and you're right, people are talking about uh, Brighton Arsenal, and uh, we saw the team come out. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty, uh, pretty ambitious." He's, he's gone with Isaac and Wilson again, and I think the only thing I was saying to everyone was, "If we can get the same eight minutes we did at the start of the Arsenal game, but score, mm. it'll be okay." And we did. And then after eight minutes, me and Ben were looking at each other like, "Oh man, we haven't scored yet. <laughs> like, we, we need to sustain this." And then it just kept going, and it kept going. It's like actually, the whole first half was that first eight minutes against Arsenal, and we got the goals. We got the two goals by halftime, which was probably quite critical. But yeah, like it was. It, you're right. The, your words summed up perfectly, Ben. It was everything we dreamed of in this game. It's like that's what we needed to happen, and that's what we got. And for once, it did happen for us. Like. Mm-hmm. It's been written for years and years and years as a Newcastle fan. The opposite happens. The big game comes and it, we fucking blow it. And we didn't tonight. It was the opposite. We got the f- result and now it's there. It's there for the take. And I'm just so happy and so excited. And there was there was a beautiful moment where towards the end of the game, Ben, the two lads who sit to our left, who all, the older blokes who always leave a bit early. And most of the time you're really annoyed. I happen to kind of get out of the way and, and let them pass. And it's just like, oh, where are you going, man? Just wait five more minutes. This time they'll come on past hugging and high-fiving <laughs> everyone on the way out. Both of them, and it's like you, you, we missed about five minutes of the game with all that, but <laughs> didn't care because everyone was so happy. Just unreal, unreal. You hit the nail there on the head, side with that comment about the performance at the, the most important time. There aren't many football clubs whose owners take to social media and say, come and get pissed before the game because, <laughs> because we need you to make a noise. <laughs> there aren't many clubs doing two-for-one drinks, and the quality of those drinks... That's all for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but two for one, nonetheless, inside St. James's Park tonight. And I just, cup final aside, because it was Nick Pope-less, cup final aside, whenever mm. Newcastle United, whatever the pressure has been on, they have delivered. This team haven't lost a game that was consequential yet. They went to Leeds last season and did it. They then went on a you know, a run of results that cleared them from the relegation zone. Earlier this season, went to Fulham, would only won one of the first seven or eight league fixtures, we then won that one and then the next however many in a row. We played Spurs at home in a massive game to get back into the top four and beat them 6-1. We played Manchester United at home and we had to beat them. We have gone away from home to Arsenal in a big game at the start of the year and got a draw. Whenever the pressure is on, whenever we need a performance, whenever we need a result, They've done it. And that's not an easy thing. That's not an easy thing. Ask, ask Arsenal about that last weekend. Ask you know any number of teams. Ask Man United when they go to Brighton to pretty much cement top four for them and they get beat 1-0 and they, they, they deservedly get beat. No one has done that to Brighton this season. Uh, no one has yet managed to rattle Newcastle United when it matters most. And we're going to get into this performance. And we're going to get into the dominance and why it was so good and kind of what happens next because of it. But I do want to take a moment just to just to respect the performance level on and off the pitch tonight because the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable. Everyone's kind of turned up tonight, and this was a perfect example of this new unified club that we've got. When the pressure was on all of us, every single person delivered, every single player, every single member of the coaching staff, and the people in the stands. Imagine being a Brighton fan there tonight. You, you know, they had a nice kind of twenty minutes in the second half, which led to very little. But they've just been absolutely battered in a way that it, 
and I'm going to talk about this more in the second part of the show, so I'm going to get too far ahead of myself. But at time, it's the the biggest of cliches. It looked like men against boys. It looked like big, hard, strong men against <laughs> little boys who, who who could not get out of their own half. They couldn't kick the ball forwards. They couldn't kick it where it was supposed to go. Kept going out of play. Mm-hmm. It it was it was a, a, it was an absolute physical monstering, and you shouldn't be able to deliver that kind of performance in that bigger game against such a quality opponent. And uh, very proud to be there. Charlotte you hit the nail on the head there with that proud phrase. It was. Um, or description even that was that was the culmination of a lot of good good things this season i just think you know there were some concerns after last week's performance do we look tired and yes. you get well yeah we look <laughs> knackered but you know do you you hear a lot of talk particularly in the championship um uh, this week, there's been oh, it was, it was one game too many. It's it's we're, we're, we're a bit tired. Everybody's a bit tired. It is. It's been a really long season, and there's still a couple more games to play. It's been a really long season, but to sort of knuckle down and get the performance out that we got tonight is it really shouldn't be underestimated. It was a, it is a very difficult thing to do to dominate in 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 the way that we did tonight. Definitely. And, you know, it just sets up Monday night perfectly. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I just want to kind of say one thing on the atmosphere. I was in the Melbourne stand tonight and had a good seat. And for the first time maybe in my match going life, and I'm very, very biased toward the corner, the strawberry corner, the noise just comes from all four parts of the ground now. The the Leasers corner, the Melbourne level seven, the Leasers end, the southwest corner, the back of the Gallagher, the middle of the Gallagher, the corner, even the east stand a little bit in the Melbourne stand. <laughs> it's just noise. It's noise from all four parts of the ground. You can't really buy that. It, it, it isn't like that at Manchester City. It isn't like that at a lot of football clubs. There was just noise coming from all over the pitch tonight. And this, how, how are you going to beat that, Brighton? You're not going to beat that. No, no, you're not. They also, I know it's a Thursday night and Brighton's literally the other end of the country, but they, I don't think they brought many in. And when they, when we did concede that one, you know, one tiny little goal, um, I, I didn't even, I thought it maybe was going to VAR or something like that because I didn't even really hear them. And I was quite close to the away fans. But what I will say about what you have just said, Alex, is that um, that Lisa's corner has been steadily growing in noise over the past, you know, five, six, seven games that I'm often close to that. Um, and it is just, it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant because the strawberry corner makes so much noise, but when you're over there, it can kind of, it can dissipate by the time it gets. And there's just so much noise. There's so many songs to get involved with. There's so much passion and joy across the entire stadium. It is, it's a very special thing to be part of. We're going to move on now to part two of the show. Uh, going to leave you with a couple of adverts. You can get this show for just £3 a month without any adverts at all or even me talking about them on our Patreon platform. Come and join us in there. Link in the description of this podcast. I also have to say we have a live podcast at the end of this season, the day after the Chelsea game. It's not long now. It's a week Monday, in fact, at the Stand Comedy Club in Newcastle. Come and join us. Uh, Charlotte and I will be joined by a host of Northeast journalist superstars to review this season and Newcastle's ascent into this Champions League. Link in the description to this pod as well. Would love to see you there on the night. Back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you want to talk about the press, the press, take it away. It was back, wasn't it? After mm. all that talk of tired legs last week, the press was was massively back. And I suppose we're going to get into the selection, obviously, but those pl- those players selected tonight all put in an absolute shift. And like, I've just never seen anything quite like it. We've pressed so well this season and we've we've described how we've nicked balls and key positions and, and got goals. We've never won the ball back outside of an opposition's box persistently for 30 to 40 minutes. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. And yeah, you described before them kicking it out of play and they're not being able to string two passes together. But every time they did that kind of short, I, I generally thought after 20 minutes, they're going to have to start trying to play it long. And they didn't. They did. which was, well, I thought they did. Well, yeah, I thought yeah. the, the, the keeper started kind of hitting it yeah. to the winger. A little bit, Just, but it was still kind of rolled it out to a centre-half, back to the keeper, and then he was thinking, shit, what do I do now? Because the press was so high, and then the midfield were doing it, everyone was doing their jobs. It's just like, I'm I'm kind of struggling for words, because I've never seen a Premier League team do that to another Premier League team. It was incredible, and yeah, it lasted for the full first half, the full 45 minutes. It, it, it eased off a little bit second half, but we'd got the goals, we'd got the lead, and then we had to kind of play a slightly different game in the second half to manage out that game and, and, and to see it out. But yeah, like... A team like Brighton who've just scored three at the Emirates and then have come up here and we've just thought, yeah, no, we don't respect you. We're just going to come and make this <laughs> make this impossible for you. And yeah, I think Isaac on the left, we, we can talk about that as much as we want to and, and whether that was the right thing, but he did that job perfectly. And Miggy is the, the one we're going to talk about, I'm sure, in detail because his energy levels um, to, to make that press work because, you know, they, they, they have defenders across the back, don't they? They, they tried they tried so hard to find that free man and there wasn't a free man at any point and we didn't relent and yeah it's just so nice like that's what that's what we can do at teams in St James's Park that's what gave everyone the confidence despite those apprehensions before the game that if we do that we will win the game and every time it happens we do and it was just it was great to have it back I thought it was kind of amazing that Brighton didn't seem to even anticipate that that might happen tonight mm. they, they could, didn't have an answer for us yeah, they had some hilarious answers. I like that. <laughs> what I like is they were like, oh, we're going to get the centre-back to take the goal kick. Oh, you've got us, lads. Didn't see that one coming back. Like, back off. Like, have a day off, Brighton. <laughs> Sorry, Charlotte. No, no. It, was, it, it just kind of, you know, it has been our game plan for a lot of our big games this this season. Okay, tonight it was executed, as I say, perfectly for the first 45. Eased off, then eased back on. That's not how things go, but you know what I mean. Um, and... It, it just it it was just a testament to how well we were doing it that they just had nothing to say. I just loved it. I think one of the key things, and I, I know you were going to kind of discuss this. I think uh, in the show, in terms of that front three, so obviously Isak on the left and, and Wilson up, up uh, through the centre. I think the beauty of those three is that they all know how to press properly, including yeah. Miggy as well. That's the best 
like if you're going to try and play that game, they are the three you need because I think when you play Maximan, for example, just doesn't play with the same intensity, he doesn't press with the same intensity, he switches off a little bit, he, he doesn't kind of go straight and he, he maybe doesn't have the pace that Isak has. I mean, there were times where the ball was kind of going at the lad and he takes a touch and then Isak's just there on top of him and, and he's got to go back to, to the keeper. Um, I mean, Miggy was covered literally about two thirds of the pitch at times. It was incredible, the energy levels and he was getting back to balls that he had no right, like nicking balls off that. I mean, as you say, when they did start trying to play the ball out to the um, the left winger, like Miggy was still beating him, like beating the bounce of the ball and like getting the ball back. It was ridiculous. Um, and again, I just don't think you get that kind of press from Murphy, for example. He doesn't kind of have the same kind of understanding of, of when and where he needs to press. Whereas Miggy Wilson and, and Isak knew exactly when to go, what to do. And it just worked so well. And it, it, it almost kind of left the, the, the midfield three, they, they had a pretty easy night because <laughs> the front three were doing so well. They didn't have to be covering as much of the pitch. And I mean, you, you obviously, um, I, I think that was a big thing to kind of retain their energy levels for for kind of the style of play that we wanted to do. And and, and then even like the defence, obviously they, they were just there to, to clean up the long balls when they did come in. It, it was just such a, an effective performance from everybody. I mean, we, we've we've criticised us uh, in Newcastle at times of season for for kind of not ha- doing the press and not kind of um, fully taking teams on. But tonight it was perfect, and that is literally the blueprint for for how to do it. And to shut down a team who was, I mean, we've all been saying on on the preview we talked about it. Brighton are very good at playing the ball out. They do it every game. They they um, they're a team that is kind of drilled in in kind of beating the press and things like that. They couldn't do it tonight, and you've, you've got to give so much. Um, credit to to the lads and obviously that starts with the front three yeah I think you're right about selection because selection is key to that press and everyone knowing their job and doing their job correctly but even then to to get it so right across every player because like you say the the, the front three were all moving at the exact same it was like Roman gladiators you know they moved as one whole (laughs) unit literally you mean a Greek phalanx sorry Ah, mate you did classics not me (laughs) (laughs) the uh (laughs) <laughs> the, the the movement as one and then the midfield was straight up because if they tried to find Billy Gilmore or the other lad in midfield um, Gross just no, no no space but if they did round the corner at the centre forward and shares right up as I was like the whole team so, was pressing yeah. the, like, I think one of the keys that a lot of the press tonight compared to other games this season is that Joe Linton who was in a midfield role mm. was up alongside Callum Wilson pressuring centre-backs yeah, yeah. almost like a second striker so Newcastle go 4-2-4 out of possession and that, I don't think that's what Brighton were expecting. So yeah. all these little nice tricks that they had in their head, they didn't expect to see Joe Linton so high <laughs> up the pitch. And even then, Bruno and Willock, it, it became yeah. kind of a four-six when, when Brighton <laughs> were being forced backwards. We we because we've seen it a lot this season. It's really really hard to do that, and that might sound really obvious to people, but you you, you have to trust each other mm. to a ridiculous extent because if one person, this is back to why certain players maybe aren't on the team. Mm-hmm. If one person doesn't do their yeah, job, the it. whole thing's yeah. gone and, and they're in. Mm-hmm. And, and a team like Brighton in particular, who was, even the Brighton were massively off at tonight and I've, I see the manager comes up and says they deserve to lose, which is good of them. You did see some of Brighton's kind of, kind of intricate attacking play and, and their incisiveness. To do it against a team like Brighton, the risks are even higher. And I actually think that four-one tonight isn't a fair balance of, of, of how that game. And not just the first half. Yeah, that you know Brighton were much more in the second half. But here, here's a stat for you that uh, Norman sent me at half-time. Brighton touched the ball in Newcastle's 
box once in the first half. That's, in in my point about the pressing stuff, that's not Premier League shit. That is, Mm. that's like if an under-18s team played a fucking men's team, that's how that first half went tonight. When, when, When Premier League teams draw kind of conference north teams that's how you expect it to go it doesn't normally go like that mm. but such was newcastle's dominance in brighton's half of the pitch brighton were panicking and, and and it wasn't just the press brighton were kicking the ball out of play when there was no one on them because their minds were so scrambled it, it it's as dominant like you said ben it's as dominant i've seen one team over another at this level it also you can see it affecting them psychologically in that they really started pushing our players around. They really yeah, started uh, fouling our players. They started doing really daft things on the pitch. And, and you just think, what a fucking stupid thing to give. That um, foul given away before the free kick, just in the before, before Dan Byrne scored. What an idiotic thing to do. But it just shows how much we were in their heads, how much they were, um, they'd lost it. They just knew they had no control over this game whatsoever. Um, and... Uh, yeah, just you resort to that kind of reckless and, and stupid behaviour to try and influence the game a different way. That's it. I think they they'd run out of ideas, hadn't they? That that was the whole thing was we were so dominant they they didn't really know how to get a foothold into the game. And I think um yeah, they resorted to try and kind of put put a few tackles in or kind of try and go go physically with us. Um and yeah, I mean it it just, it just didn't work, as you say, obviously played in our hands. I thought, um, I mean, just just on the set pieces quickly, Trippier's deliveries tonight were unbelievable. Um, like he nailed pretty much every single one, so uh, that that was great to see. And obviously, we scored uh, from from two set pieces. Like big big shout out there to Kieran. <laughs> Let's talk about Miguel Almiron then in, in more detail. You know, he's had a he's had a funny old season. He's had a great season, and he was the the club's top scorer for a long time. Dropped then fought for Jacob Murphy, who's done really well since coming in, and only back into the team because Murphy suffered an injury. I think you called it earlier, Si, as, as much as Murphy has done right this season, I just don't think he has that ability that, that Almiron had tonight. It was all it was kind of a superhuman performance. He was possessed. He, yeah. he, he was going to hunt down that ball. He didn't give away many fouls. He gave away a couple, which were very soft from the referee. And again, Brighton just couldn't deal with them. They couldn't deal with them defensively when, when, he, when he ran past them. And I, and I think, in fact, is it Miggy who uh, rinses their lad for the Wilson third yeah, goal, great. Got, I mean, that, that's assist. one of the that's one of the assists of the season. I mean, there's yeah. been a fucking few at St James's Park, <laughs> but that 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 ability to to move past him and then find the ball perfectly timed. If it was like a fraction of a second later, it was offside. Mm. If it was a fraction of a second earlier, he probably doesn't get there, Wilson. So, Miggy tonight, it's well. just it's just proof. I want to take us back to pre-season. A lot of people, I don't say everyone, but maybe some people saw this coming. A lot of people said Newcastle's number one position to fill in the summer was right forward and and look at what Eddie Howe has done with the resource already available to him. And that performance tonight, again, was the culmination of everything Miggy had done right this season, apart from the finish, because he really should have fucking scored to make it 3-0. Yeah. Um, but 9.9 out of 10 performance. I don't know if anyone else wants to talk about him. I just, we kind of talked about, we did a quick video before, and I kind of think, yeah, apart from the finish... But also, it doesn't need to finish. We scored four four goals tonight. Like it, the the amount of effort and the impact that he had on the game, yeah, okay, maybe it could have been six or or seven goals if he could. But it, it, it's not a need right now. And maybe, as you say, um, that right forward position 
the the resource that we had already had has been so strengthened maybe it will continue to strengthen and maybe that's something you know Eddie Howe relentlessly seems to work on the weaknesses that players have and we know that Almiron can score so it's a it's a confidence thing it's a working at it thing he's back he's back on on the squad like on the team sheet what maybe that will come I have faith I just think he was class I think the the the, the miss is is bad. It's it's harder to hit the keeper than it is to score from where he gets the ball, and yeah. it's not Miggy's fault that they then go up the other end and with one pass, and then it goes under the keeper. Like that's not his fault, but it, it was looking like it was a really badly timed miss. I think he was more shocked that Dan Byrne had the ball, the ball in the corner, <laughs> rinsed his man, and put in an unreal cross, yeah. which Willock then flicks on perfectly. It's just it was too perfect. It's like. How have I ended up here with the ball? <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't expecting it, but yeah, his performance across the rest of the night was unbelievable. And like you say, Ben, putting that ball through in the 89th minute, like Miggy's not played a lot of football in the last few months. You know, he's, he's taken a while to get back from injury and he, he'd lost his place through injury, by the way. I don't think he was dropped, was he? He got injured and then Murphy took the opportunity. Okay. But um, the the times you described earlier, Ben, where he was nicking the ball when it was going over the top of him to the winger, but because he was taking a while to get it down, he was just coming back and nicking it. And not just nicking it and laying it off, nicking it and then turning straight back around and running 30 yards with the ball. Mm. And they were just like, fuck now, when's he going to stop? And he just kept doing it. And yeah, he gets to the box, he gets to the byline. And we've always been quite critical of decision-making at that point and the fact that he might cut back on his left. But every time he did it, something happened today. And there was, there was, there was just a threat there every time. And Two minutes later, you'd see him in, in the other corner of the pitch, and you're just like, where did he come from? How is he still running? Like, How, how is this lad who's, who's you know, we, we talk about players being match fit, and you look at players like Maxi, and it takes seems to take him a long time to get up the kind of fitness needed to play in this team. Miggy gets there. He must be working so hard off the pitch, and that's the, the rewards he gets, and that's why he's been selected for this game. But also, I mean, it's the competition thing, isn't it? As you said, the fact that yeah. he's... He's yeah. have it, he has to he has to put in that performance today yeah. to make sure he pl- he finishes the end of the season, providing Murphy um, re- recovers. Um, and it, it kind of t- to your point, uh, Dodzy, about the summer. Like, I mean, they've they've gone and bought um, <laughs> a couple of kind of attack. Well, they've obviously bought Gordon, and, and uh, people are still talking about potentially more um, signings coming in the summer for those positions. But I mean, that is the the perfect reaction. I mean, you talk about kind of the character of this team and stuff, but that is what you want to see is players striving to get better putting in that kind of effort and um i mean i, I said it on the the kind of the um instant reaction there like every single one of those lads deserve like a 10-year deal just pay them forever <laughs> like i don't care love them but that that is what you want to see from players is that kind of reaction to um kind of potential issues they've he, he's, he's come back today and put in probably the one of the best performances i've seen this season and uh yeah, I'm just delighted for him and, and obviously um, it couldn't have come at a better time. We'll leave it there for part two of the show. Uh, more of Charlotte trying to convince you to head to uh, the Shopify. Shopify, I link. say it right. Yeah, exactly. So we're back after this. So Newcastle United find themselves in, in a marvellous position, really. You know, there are there are two games left to play. Those two games for Newcastle are Leicester at home, and they are bad. They're 19th in the league. Uh, and Chelsea, they're also bad. They're 11th in the league. Uh, Newcastle have 69 points. and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They have 69 points, and Liverpool are the only team that can catch us now, uh, and they have 65. So we're four points clear with two games to go. We have a better goal difference of plus seven. Nice to get those three goals tonight to just keep that at a quite sizable gap. Mm. 
Sorry, is it done in Newcastle in this Champions League? Oh man, you can't say that, can you? <laughs> um, I was trying to convince myself earlier today that it, it wouldn't be the end of the world if we hadn't won the game and that we'd probably do Chelsea if we had to do Chelsea. And I still think that, by the way. You know, if it came down to it and you need something at Chelsea, I think this team will, would, will do that. And I think tonight's performance and, and such a big occasion showed that. But no, there is work to be done. Leicester will be fighting for their lives. This is their last, last chance. I mean, they could actually be done, couldn't they? Uh, strictly speaking, by Monday. Is it mathematically possible they could be in relegation? I mean, the other teams have got hard games. It probably won't. They should all lose No, this no, it's not, it's not mathematically possible. Anyway, um, no. But if they lose, though, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it could be possible if results go against... Leicester and, and we can relegate them. We yeah, can relegate yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's obviously not job done. It's, it's, it's one more game to win, obviously. Um, I think the, the energy levels put into tonight's game with only three days to recover, well, you, yeah. you, might, you might see some rotation. You might have to see some rotation. We've lost Willick, so... <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, who, who comes in? Yeah, exactly. Anderson did okay, but yeah. you know, yeah. he's, he's not a, a centre midfield in that position. He hasn't. We've never seen him play in that position and to, to potentially have to start a game. So, I mean... Our Lord and Saviour Sean Longstaff might be back by Monday, <laughs> but yeah, no, that would be I, really good, wouldn't it? It's we're we're ninety five percent there, Dodds. You'd answer your question. We've got one foot in the door, and I, I don't think for one minute that this team will drop their levels until the job is done. Um, and that's what that's the trust I have in them. But yeah, it's I feel a lot of relief tonight because before this game, it felt like it could slip away, and now I, I feel like it'd be really, really difficult or. You know, it would take something like a, a Steve Bruce to to make that happen now, <laughs> and that doesn't happen in Newcastle anymore. Same question, Ben. I mean, it is done though, isn't it? Really? Um, <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, it, it's been done for a couple of weeks. We've they've, they've just been trying to give us some content to talk about on podcasts. I think that's what's uh, been the driving force <laughs> between behind some of these uh, performances. But um, yeah, now nah, I, I mean, I think I, I, I back us to beat. Leicester on Monday and then go away to Chelsea and beat them and I think we're going to wrap up third. I mean, Ed, Eddie and and, uh, and the lads will, will want to secure that third third place and we probably have to win the last two games to secure it. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, everything I've seen, I mean, Leicester are in absolute shambles. Obviously, we'll get on to that uh, on other podcasts, but there, there is no chance they are going to um, come up here and withstand that kind of reaction um, that we've, we've um, put in. Um, tonight and it's going to be the same atmosphere I can I mean you thought it was good tonight just wait for Monday um, it's going to be even better if that's possible um, and because that is the get that is that literally is the, the, the game to, to secure it and it's going to be class um, and, the, and the players will know all that as well and I think obviously this was a a building block to get in, into that position and, and we've, we've done it emphatically I mean 4-1 flat at Brighton um, as we've said, so I, I, I cannot see any levels dropping. Obviously, we've got a couple of things to sort out in terms of who's playing where, but in reality, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Wilson and Isaac are going to torture that poor uh, Woot phase. Um, bless him. <laughs> he's going to be having, he's, he's probably having nightmares tonight, having watched that. Thing, and it, he's not, he's going to have a lot of sleep this night until Monday. So uh, <laughs> good luck to you, pal. Three. <laughs> a lot of them. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> three of them. Well, you um, don't know how many naps he has during the day, Sai. <laughs> you said nights. <laughs> Um, he's going to be so delirious he's not going to know what time of the day it is <laughs> he's going to turn up for the match on Tuesday he probably is <laughs> from what I've seen of him but yeah um, the other thing I like about what, what's happened tonight is that Liverpool are now four points behind us the pressure's right back on them they, they're now looking at those two games thinking it, it, I don't know psychologically they, they now have to play Villa and it's almost like this it's is not the even, thing yeah. if, if Villa go Villa to Anfield and, and win that's it that's yeah. it isn't it we can yeah. celebrate re really a draw if, if they fail to win that yeah. game it's, it's done we can celebrate 
We can and we will. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure. Just a quick one on Leicester. Didn't lot of Leicester now. We'll have a full preview, of course, for patrons probably Saturday morning, if I had to guess. Um, when it was out, Charlotte, who was hosting that. Leicester, I went to Leicester with you to sign Ben in twenty in March 2016. Rafa Benitez had just been announced as Newcastle manager. We all went. I think I drove a taxi there, an eight-seater. And um, Leicester, who were about to win the league, um, spent the whole game mocking us for mm. um, getting relegated. And they were right. We were going down. Um, it's like the song, isn't it? You laughed at us. Yeah. But for once, it's actually going to be sung at the right people. Yeah, <laughs> you laughed at us when we went down, but who the fuck is laughing now? Yeah, instead of directing it at Nottingham Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Lou laughed at us. Um, yeah. Let's get back to tonight, though. I thought, I thought let, let's kind of, we'll skim through some moments. There'll be a full review, of course, of this on Patreon. So, we'll, you know, there'll be even more detail coming from True Faith about this unbelievable fixture tonight. Dan Byrne, big goal. First, first Premier League goal for, for Dan Byrne. And it's um, big, yeah, goal, big, big, man. big man, big leap. For the header and uh, very aesthetically pleasing goal. You know, when the ball comes in and, and he's back post, heads it back the way it's coming, keeper's got no chance. That was a big moment because I feel if Newcastle had gone in at one, you're obviously very happy, but it's like, wow, the, the dominance was such a, yeah. in that first half that he needed that second goal cushion. And I thought that was really, really good. He's been under a bit of pressure, Dan, but I don't know whether it's any, any pressure internally within the club that could be, you know, could be bullshit. But certainly from sections of the fan base and this we've podcast had, this podcast yeah. we've had conversations about it he seems to be the player who who kind of people look to to drop if things go wrong because he doesn't add loads going forward um but i thought he had, yeah i thought he had a great game tonight i don't yeah. know if he wants to anything else in Dan Byrne. he was class wasn't he i mean he and i'll i'll bring in trippy for this point that i was really concerned about their wingers in terms of the pace and obviously we'd seen um the the two fullbacks really struggle against arsenal with saka mm. and martinelli who've got bags of pace like with it was a, an area that the pitch that we, we just didn't have an answer to and I was a little bit I, I thought if, if Brighton were going to have any success it would have been coming from from those flanks the pair of them just didn't give any kind of breathing room to to either of the um the the, the opposing players and I, I think it was in CISO on the right on Byrne and um, Matoma on the left on um Trippier they they just <laughs> manhandled the pair of them and even when um they, they got skinned there was a couple of times and CISO kind of, I think he made burn once or twice or whatever, but he would get back in and, and kind of put his body on him and he just it, he just physically dominated him tonight and uh, that was Dan Byrne kind of back to his best of what we saw at the start of the season when we were the best defence in the league and we were dominating teams and we were physic like proper physically um, assaulting team players and, and teams at the time. Um, we were back to our best tonight and that was the it, when it mattered most when it, and when the crunch came to it we were able to put in that performance and um, I mean, really, it, I, I don't know how we've not had a clean sheet. I, I feel really sorry for the lads that they don't get to go away and say, like, because they've probably put in the best performance um, of the season, really, given the, the stakes and, and what Brighton have just come off. What I mean, we've just seen what they've just done to Arsenal, who, who are a very good team. So um, they were class. And, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've been critical of, of the set pieces all um, all season in terms of just not really utilising the, the hype we've got, but we've got it right today when it mattered. And, yeah, that header for Byrne was brilliant. Um, he was on the keeper for the first one as well, the own goal. Byrne's putting the, the keeper under a bit of pressure and kind of stops him from being able to kind of make any mm. attempt at it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, had a big, big impact on the game tonight and uh, obviously delighted he got his goal. And, and as you say, even chipped in, getting forward. I mean, that ball in for the for the Miggy chance was outrageous. Oh, yeah. He had not He had no right. He was, he was, he was overlapping 
he's had quite a bit at the, yeah. at, at the right times as well. He's making decisions and coming in and taking a man away or actually making a run. And and, and Isak was using him as well as yeah. opposed to yeah. Willick, who just ignored him all last the Sunday. Times when he was taking too many touches, he really fancied it. He was running like <laughs> just running straight line into the box. Like, I'm going to go here, lads. But yeah, um, there's nothing better. We, we've done it so many times, conceding a goal from a set piece on the stroke of half time, and it was such a relief to do that to the opposition because it it gives you that breathing space. And you're right, I would have been happy as you described it, but I would have been terrified at going in just 1-0 because I thought, I thought at halftime that's not sustainable. That performance has been incredible. We're not going to do that for 90 minutes here. Yeah. Two goals made such a big difference and it meant that when they scored, heads didn't drop and like Dan Byrne and Trippier were probably the two most level-headed at that point when we did concede and everything was calm. Everything's like, nah, come on lads, we're, we're playing fine here. Let's just keep going and nothing really changed. The goal came out of nowhere and then we just got back under control and, and it was fine. The, I'm pleased he brought up the the Brighton goal there because that that's also part of tonight. Yes, the, the first half performance, and to be fair, the start of the second half as well. Newcastle were, were absolutely dominant, but Brighton were able to get that goal back, bring on the cavalry in terms of a triple substitution mm. that was full of quality. The kind of the lads mm. who who Newcastle were probably somewhat fortunate didn't stop, but they're all kind of young and would they? You know, I kind of feel Deserby's taken them out of what he expected to be a. Uh, a hostile atmosphere and he, and he was correct so Brighton bring the cavalry on they've just scored and Newcastle lose Joe Willock Bruno can hardly run even though he does and then he scores which is great <laughs> Joe, Joe Linton's on a booking Bruno's on a booking mm. the, there is it's almost like if this was a different football club and I suppose Charlotte I am leading to a question for you here but right. think of the think of uh, the different football club part for a sec because so the, I, I feel it times this season there have been chances for Newcastle to fold under pressure mm-hmm. and everyone would have excused it so Willock goes off Brighton make the subs and if Brighton go on to either score or at least test Nick Pope it, 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 you know cut a lot of possession second half no people would have found excuses people would have found reasons for it but the team and the coach and staff are the ones who who stand up and, and say no this we're not we're not going to allow this to be the narrative Charlotte in the run-up to the game today and kind of for all week really since the Leeds game lots of people have been nervous that's yeah. fine lots of people have said it would be typical Newcastle United it's just what we do we fuck up when it really matters we don't deal with the pressure is this a is this a statement in performance that puts that finally to bed do you think and also the cup final people kind of said this oh well when it really matters Newcastle mm-hmm. always let you down I think the cup final had a lot more to do with the fact that like we lost Pope and things like that and and it was a different point in our season as well. Um, it was quite close to the World Cup. Um, we'd had Wilson had been out. All there Bruno. Were, Bruno had been out. There was a lot going on there. So I disregard that really. And I also do take issue. I was nervous. I'm always nervous, right? Before a game, I just am. It's part of the part of the fun of it all. <laughs> but I do take issue with it. Would be typical Newcastle United to bottle it because it wouldn't. This, this is not that is not the Newcastle United that we've got now. It isn't that we keep these, you've alluded there, you've been talking about Dan Burns' level head, Trippier's level head. This is a this is a different team than it was uh, 20 months ago. This is a different club. And Newcastle are run, the management are not people who just bottle it because the pressure's on. They are they they work really hard. I think on the psychological side and obviously the physical side. Look at how much running we did tonight, um, and 
And I, yes, so yes, I suppose that to your question, I think this does put that to bed. I, I wasn't a buyer into that kind of uh, narrative anyway. But yes, I do think that this game should put that to bed because tonight when it really, really mattered, not only did we get a result, but we put in a performance that should shut up everybody up because it was just, it was so unified. It was so level-headed. It was so um, strong and um, just the message was very clear to me. It was so un-Newcastle United, Charlie. That's, that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Un-old Newcastle United, yeah. but get used to it. That's us. I'm banging on the desk. I banged my fist on the <laughs> desk. I thought it was a cave troll coming down to <laughs> What you're talking about <laughs> the um no I, I, you, the point you just made there i mean one one of the things i want to say is how like incredibly brave of how today in terms of i mean me and si were were screaming out for kind of changes at one point probably kind of the last 20 minutes or so because um i thought wilson was starting to kind of fade out of the game a little bit um brighton were getting more that the press had gone obviously that you could see the players were getting a bit tired and um as you, you've alluded to there, we had Joe Linton and Bruno kind of on um, yellow cards. Obviously, Joe Linton wasn't on the yellow. He didn't get picked. Well, Dodgy said he was, so you're wrong. Me and no, me. But anyway. Me he clattered through about 30 people. <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. <laughs> I thought, yeah, cause he, he, sorry to interrupt. Go on. Just before that halftime goal, he was furious about something. It was right in front of where I was sat and he was so angry. He was um, the referee had to have a word with him a couple of times. Yeah. And I thought that when the booking came out that it was them, Same. but I thought it was for him. Yeah, I think there is something in that. Um, him and Bruno need to calm down a little bit when decisions don't go away because Bruno does it as well. He did it <laughs> today. The penalty that didn't get given in the end, um, Bruno then seconds later goes and halves one of their players. It's like, the most blatant yellow card. <laughs> He's got a bit of a habit of that. Of like, if a decision goes against him, he goes, right, I'm going to crunch someone here. It's like, you don't need to do that, Bruno. Like, Just, just keep your head, mate. I, I do yeah. like it, though. But yeah, no, but the, the, the point I was making was, um, yeah, Eddie got it spot on. I mean, we uh, we were um, a little bit critical, obviously, on Sunday about, obviously, the, the, he made the changes at 2-1 and, and the two lads he brings on, for me, kind of help facilitate the, the way that game goes because of kind of the effort levels and the, the, the way the game goes. And it's not all down to them, but obviously there was there was potentially the opportunity to to make similar um, changes today in terms of get fresh legs on and stuff but he held off and mm. obviously it's Wilson at the end of the the, 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 the end of the game and, and Miggy who probably would have been the two to go off that actually see us through and, and put it together and um, obviously Wilson scores the goal and then puts one on the plate for Bruno and um, I think that was brave of him to kind of stick and trust with the 11 that he'd put out to make them play the 90 minutes and as you said Brighton had brought on the cavalry they had the fresh legs they'd started to kind of come back into the game a little bit in terms of possession and things, but um, he had full trust and faith in that that group of lads to get the job done. And it wasn't until kind of the game was put to bed at 4-1 that then he starts to bring players off. And I thought that was a probably a bit of a learning kind of curve. He's probably learned from kind of how the, the, the games have gone recently to say, actually, I'm going to kind of stick stick with their, what I trust. And um, yeah, I thought that was a, a big decision and it paid off ultimately in there. Yeah, I'm just pleased for him. Absolute champagne moment, that Callum Wilson third goal. And the Bruno one, to be fair, but that, that goal played through one-on-one. What a finish. He, he actually should have scored the next he sh- one. He should, could have had a hat-trick in the last 10 minutes, wasn't yeah. like, he? Really, like, <laughs> but, really nuts, wasn't but that, that was one of the great celebrations for me. Everyone knew the game was done. I think everyone feels like Champions League is, is just about there. Mm. 
people kind of don't really want to talk about it that much. It's kind of we have to get over the line. People are still worried probably about some mad shit going wrong. But not at this version of Newcastle United. It's been a pleasure to speak to you three. Thanks to everybody who's listened to this one. We'll be back with another late one on Monday night after the Leicester game. Come and join us on Patreon if you want to hear loads more podcasts ahead of that one. Uh, It's between three and eight pounds a month. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.